fantasy genre is vast, complex, and has existed for time immemorial. It is a way to escape the drudgery of everyday life, but also a method humanity uses to examine itself in interesting, boundary-shattering ways. We are fascinated with the heights of glory we can rise to, with the depths of depravity in which we sometimes fall. Fantasy gives us an opportunity to reflect on these themes, and let's face it, it's also just plain old fun. Join us weekly on Fridays for the Fantasy in General podcast, where we discuss all things fantasy in general. Thank you so much, and enjoy the show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Fantasy in General. Welcome on back to the Fig Pod. We're here for you. Always, every week. I was going to say, and forever. Yeah, I, promises, I was though, because you. That's a big commitment. Yeah. Every week for as long as we can do it. Yes. We'll just keep it vague. Yeah. Yeah. And also every week for as, as long as, like, technology holds up, you know. Yeah, which that's been doing a decent job lately. We've been doing okay. We've been doing okay with that. I haven't had any catastrophic PC failures in a long time. Well, and your internet's good now. Yeah, it's better. That's a big one right there. I will say, though, when I've listened to our our most recent episodes, I feel like the quality of your voice is slightly better than mine. Well, I'm sure it's just because, well, there's that. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like that's because you're the one doing the recording portion. Oh, like recording also... on my computer and your voice is long distance or something? Something like that. I could be completely making that up, but... I mean, that sounds legit. Your voice has to travel thousands of miles. Yeah, that's what we're all about on this podcast, sounding legit. Yeah, sounding legit. Not actually being legit. But if mm-hmm. you sound, if I've learned nothing else in life, if you sound like you know what you're talking about, people will believe you. A lot of the time, yeah, that's yes. actually very true. They'll believe you. How do you think politicians get elected? That's true. <laughs> that is true. Almost none of them are telling the truth. No. But no. you feel like they are at the time. Yeah. yeah. It sounds really good. Do I know what was actually said here? Actually, not at all. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. We could go off on a tangent on that, but no. there's definitely been speeches of politicians that I've listened to. I will listen for like an hour. And then at the end, I'm like, I don't know if they really actually said what? anything of substance. Wait, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Wait, I'm clapping. What am I clapping for? What is it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. I got you. So. But we're not getting political here on the Fig Pot. We're just talking in no. general. We're talking politics in general is yeah. a lot of times. Doesn't doesn't matter yeah. what side. Bunch of hot garbage. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't matter. All of it. All of it. Um, <laughs> sorry if you hear my dog begging to come in the room. Oh, I do. I don't know if her figgies yep. can, but I hear it. Her. Hear her. Just yapping away. Is that lady? Yeah. Okay. It's, I thought it was... The timbre of her voice, but wasn't yeah. sure. No, Millie's getting a deep, a little deep thing going. Ruff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
what were we uh oh new show alert uh-huh for figgies only yes so i mean for the most part about it you finished the show i'm in the middle of it oh okay um well it's for figgies for the most part it's not like a bad yeah. show no it's not or, horrible or, there's just some language but there's a little bit of language in it yeah uh, so just, it's on yeah, just a little it's on uh peacock the streaming service and it's called the traitor yeah and so it's, already duh by the name you know yeah and it's a reality show so throw that out there in case there's people that are just adamantly against those but i'm adamantly for them it's pretty darn entertaining like i'm normally not a huge reality show fan unless it's a cooking show really but uh yeah i'm not a big reality show person okay Okay. um but uh you know i'll watch big brother here and there i'm not a super fan but oh i know you are yeah and my wife is and your husband is yeah my husband i feel my husband is more than me that guy, like, I like to watch the show and like, yes, it's entertaining. He likes to talk, like, like talk strategy, talk all of this, like, after the episode is over. And I'm like, okay. Dang. Yeah. He loved it. Okay, that's how I, that's how I felt about the trader. Like when we would watch episodes of the trader, I'm sitting there with my wife, like, okay, they could do this. Yeah. Or they could decide to like backstab somebody and do this. And it's. It's a pretty interesting show. Yeah. Uh-huh. I liked it a lot. So the the premise of it is yeah, there's 20, 20 people at first. Yeah, 20. I think they start off with 20. Yeah. Yeah. Uh some of them are like reality show villains, uh, a couple Bravo celebrities. Um <laughs> that's what they're called. I did not know that. Bravo yeah. Liber- I know exactly what you're if talking you're about. You're famous from that. Bravo. You're a Bravo celebrity. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we all learn something new every day. Uh, a couple of people from Big Brother, Survivor. Uh, Ryan Lochte is on it. Um, yeah. Olympic swimmer Ryan Lochte. <laughs> yeah. Um, who, I mean, yeah, just a, a random group of like kind of celebrities, you know? But like half of them are that. And then half of them half are, just are just like normal, just yeah. regular, regulars. I think we call them normies. Normies. Okay. Normies. Um, and I mean, I guess the best way that I can describe it is like when you were a kid or also an adult, because still, if you played the game Mafia, like the car game, like there's, there's like three people that are the murderers or the Mafia. And the goal is for all the non-murderers to figure out who they are, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And every round, the mafia gets to assassinate somebody, right? Quote, unquote, assassinate. And so each night, the traitors, there's three of them, get to murder uh, a, what do they call them? Faithful. A faithful. Yeah. And then every day after that, they have a round table where they get to eliminate somebody based on who they think is a traitor. Um, And then if you get to the end, it's like, then they have games in between where uh, they earn money for the pot, like the winning pot. Um, So they have to earn all the money to win. 
And so, yeah, I mean, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's really good. So in the show, it's only 10 episodes the first mm-hmm. season. So like you're not committing to some like 25 episode thing. Yeah. Um, and so like two people generally get eliminated every episode because somebody's quote unquote murdered. And then the other people try to figure out who a traitor is and they have, what do they call that? A banish. Then they have to banish banish somebody. Yeah. And then they have to say after they're banished, they have to reveal to the group if they're a traitor or a faithful. Yeah. So they know after the banishment is over. Yeah. Did they do it? Did they do a good job? So good. good. And then they do such a great job with the editing of the show because every episode ends as the traders are meeting to decide who they're going to murder. And then the episode begins with everybody walking in, figuring out who was murdered the night before. So you have to go to the next episode. Oh yeah. You have to find out. And so that then by then before you've know you've watched half of the next episode. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, it's so good and who's the host of it? Uh his name is Alan Cummings. Yes. Uh well he known has, for his role in Josie and the Pussycats. He is in Josie and the Pussycats <laughs> among many other things. I know, poor guy, what else is he in? Oh, I think he's in a movie. Oh, good. He's in Oh, you know what? Um, he's in a movie based off of a Jane Austen novel. I can't remember if it's Sense and Sensibility or Emma. Um, where's his IMDb? There we go. Um, come on, come on, computer, you can do it. The anniversary party. No, Goldeneye. Oh, he is in Goldeneye. That's uh, right. Son he plays of a the computer mask. nerd. Son of what? Son of the Mask. Oh, dear. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, let's see. I mean, is that really all that I personally know him from? Is Josie and the Pussycats? I feel like he was in a TV series also. Like a fairly popular one. Doctor Who? An American one. Um was it the um the good wife? The good wife. Yep, the good wife. There go. yeah. yeah. There it is. Dora the Explorer. Arthur. So good. That I love that show. I think he does a lot of voice work. Yeah, it looks like he does a lot of voice work for sure. Man, I thought I definitely thought that maybe he was in more bigger things that I would know about, you know? Hmm. Um, I mean, The Good Wife is a pretty big one. If you yeah, that's a big one. That's The true. Good Wife, because that was like, I want to say seven or eight seasons long. Oh, Spy Kids 3, Game Over. Oh, that's obviously. That's yeah. probably his biggest one. Spy Kids 2. Josie and the Pussycats. Third Rock from the Sun. Huh. Oh, he's only in one episode. All right. I got to look at this now, too, because I got to see. Oh, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion. That's where I know him more from. Oh. Okay. Obviously. 
the classic Romeo and Michelle. No, I'm being serious. Oh my gosh, that movie is so funny. Have you seen it? No. Oh, no, it's seriously a really good movie. Oh, okay. You never found the Jane Austen movie I was talking about. I'm pretty sure that's what I was. Sorry about that. Oh, he's in Burlesque. I've seen that. Okay. Um looking looking I mean, oh he does a he does a voice in robot chicken um oh that's right he's nightcrawler in x-men in x-men yeah he plays nightcrawler oh how did i just go past that oh uh, because you were freaking about other things yeah i was my bad um Let's see here. Oh, he's in Nicholas Nickleby. I've seen that one. Um, he's in one episode of um the HBO series with Sarah Jessica Parker, whatever you call it. Um Dolly, he's in Spice World the movie. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I see you. Anyway, well, um, he's been in a lot. Emma. He's in Emma. Emma. Okay. He plays Mr. Elton. Oh, he was in Frasier for an episode. I'm pretty sure that in the video game, Goldeneye, he's one of the playable characters. On N64? Yeah. He plays Boris Grishenko. What does that mean? So, you know, when you play multiple, they modeled him after him. You know that the the video game Goldeneye in 64 is is like the official video game of the movie Goldeneye starring Pierce Brosnan as James Bond. Really? I mean, I didn't know this. That's why when you start the game and it goes to the main menu, there's a picture of Pierce Brosnan on the menu. I, I don't know. Oh, Kelsey. So is he supposed to look like him? The photo does. When you're choosing the different characters, yeah. the photo looks like Alan Cumming. But okay. I mean, obviously, in 64 graphics, the character itself Was... doesn't look like okay. him. Okay. We're testing this out. I have my N64 literally right here. Oh, this is a live test. I gotta see. I have to see if it looks like him. No, I won't. I mean, this is this is a podcast. We're not we're not visual here. I'll just let you guys know. We'll do okay. it on our on a break, and then uh, and then I'll let you know what it looks like. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I think Boris Grishenko is a character that you can play in that game, so we'll have to double check that. Okay. All right. Huh. Interesting. Maybe that's where I recognize him most from. That must be it. I mean, Goldeneye was a big part of our childhood. It absolutely was. Um, <laughs> but I mean, all that to say, Alan Cummings is the host, which is a yes. real treat. That was a big real tangent treat. we went on, yeah, but yeah. Huge tangent. Um, real treat. Um, and yeah, I'm, well, and it takes place in a castle in Scotland. Which Scotland is beautiful. Yes. So, I mean, it's really good. Definitely recommend. Highly recommend. 
Yeah, sure. I do too. I really, I'm not, I'm like I said, I'm usually not a big reality show fan and I really enjoyed that show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that leads me to my, cause you like cooking shows. Uh, we just got done with pressure cooker as well, which was What'd you great. Think? So good. Good show, huh? Yes, really good, really yeah, good. So that's like a uh, an elimination reality show, but uh, cooking, and it was it was good, guys. So watch that too. That's on Netflix. It's on Netflix, and I yeah. saw a comment on that show where the person literally said, "Imagine if Big Brother was a cooking show." I yeah, kind I mean, of what it funny. is. Yeah, yeah, except not like ninety days long, you know. No, I think the whole series, just like uh, The Traitor, like the whole yeah. series was probably filmed in like two weeks. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But anyway, yeah, super good shows, not fantasy related. Um, I guess to kind of tie it in, we talked about uh, Alan Cummings accent and how it's not thick, a thick Scottish accent like Billy Boyd. Um, right. So then that ties us back into Billy Boyd, Lord of the Rings. So then, you know. See, we made it there. We're seamless, back at it. Seamless uh, transition back to yeah. fantasy land. So Great segue. Yes. There we go. There we go. Well, uh, anything else going on with you besides good TV during six more weeks of winter? Oh, did Poxitani Phil see his shadow? Yeah. Can I he tell you? Doesn't he always, has he ever not since we've been alive? I don't know, but can I also say, I didn't realize that there was such a, this was such a big thing. And it's, I mean, there were a lot of grown men on stage really into this, you know, like with oh. the, like the whole committee. Um, I mean, that's big, fine. Yeah, yeah, it's a big deal. And so here's what here's my day. So I didn't have a great day today because my kids wake up They're they're uh, six and eight. OK. And my daughter, who's eight, is like, it's Groundhog Day. We have to see if he sees a shadow. And she's. I'm like, dear Lord, please. Don't let this groundhog see his shadow because she, I don't know if you think it's real or not, but she thinks it's real and she does not want more winter, you know? Um, <laughs> so we're watching it first thing this morning to see what happens. I do a quick Goog, see what's going to happen on the screen because you know we're west coast and it happened on the east coast it already happened by the time we're up right i see the outcome and i'm bracing for this and she burst into tears and had just she she was not in a good mood all day today really yes it ruined her ruined her today so i don't know i said listen doll a groundhog does not control the weather it's gonna be okay i stopped thinking the groundhog was legit very young because i remember one time when i was young and 
Poxitani Phil saw his shadow six yeah. more weeks of winter, right? The next week it was like 75 degrees outside. And I was like, oh, well, right? this, is, this is a bunch well, of bull. Okay, when <laughs> is the last time Phil didn't see his shadow? Um, the only time he did not make an appearance. Oh, he didn't come out in 1943 during World War II. Okay, that's not what I meant. He has seen his shadow the most as he has predicted a long winter 106 times. 84%, which is 84%. He has an 84% accuracy rate? No, he just, it's... He has predicted a longer winter in 84% of the 106. Okay. He has made predictions. That makes sense. And I've always wondered because, like you said, it's a big deal. You got grown men dressed in tuxedos and top hats and whatnot on stage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge. Um, You've got news cameras, reporters, all this stuff just all outside this groundhog tunnel yes and And so yes when when this tiny rodent comes out and sees all this hubbub he's gonna be like no thanks and turn around and go back in his hole right yes exactly he's like absolutely (laughs) not leave me alone yeah yeah so anyway groundhog day not a good thing you know, in this house. Good, good movie with Bill Murray. That's and Andy true. Dichelle. That's true. Um. Yeah, so. You know. I'm really sad that your daughter That's was more. sad today. Yeah. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was a rough day. I do. Uh, yeah, it was. <laughs> Did your son even think twice about it? Uh, no, he's stoked that there's more winter because what was the reason he gave? Oh, I forget, but it was like not even a, it wasn't even a good, it wasn't even a good reason. Like it didn't make maybe, sense. Maybe we get to have another Christmas if there's yeah, more winter. Something, I don't know. It was something really weird. Like because there will because I like clouds or something. I don't know. I don't know. It was oh, like, okay. Yeah. My kids didn't even talk about it today. So they must not have even addressed it at school. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was my daughter's it was my daughter's teacher that made it a big thing. So oh, I'll have okay. to I'll have to chat with her about that and say thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, yeah. But I mean, I'm ready for it to not be winter because I'm just constantly, I'm always cold. I currently have a space heater about a foot and a half away from my body right now. Oh my gosh. Those things put off a lot of heat. Yeah. Yeah. See, I don't mind the winter too much. I'm getting to the point where I would like to be able to do some warm weather things like go to the lake. Yeah. Or, you know, something like that. But it doesn't bother me too much. All right. All right. Well, should we get into mad mashups? Yeah, let's do it. All right.
ready for some uh, mad mashups. Oh, Thanks. yeah. All right. On the count of three. Ready? I'm ready. One, two, three, go. Werewolf. In Azkaban. Oh. Oh. I don't feel like that's super crazy because no, Fenrir brought me back. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Hmm. Should I come up with something different real fast? Yeah, I think so. Because I really like to ask a bear. <laughs> King, King Kong. <laughs> is he in a cell? Or is he Probably just like not. hanging out on top? Probably not. Um. Do, 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 do. Thinking, 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 thinking. Let's go, Mr. Tumnus. <laughs> he would die. <laughs> he would just be in a corner <laughs> with his little red scarf. <laughs> He's a little fawn, though. Do you think he could get away? Well, I guess the real question, because, you know, Sirius uh, turned into his uh, animagus to escape like Dementor the torment. Yeah, the effects of the Dementors. Um so as a fawn, oh, would I he know. be somewhat protected? I don't know. Is he half protected? Is his lower half? I don't know. <laughs> I mean Mr. Tumnus is I think he gets a little bit too much hate from some people. Um, I think he's a fairly, I think he's a fairly courageous fellow. He is a little fawn after all. Sorry, my eyes are really big looking at Bobby right now. He's a little fawn after all. And he knew, okay, so yes, he betrayed Lucy Pevensey at first, but then he helped her and he knew all too well what was very likely to happen to him if it was found out what he did. Okay, but... But he did it anyway. I mean, we give Edmund just such a hard time because he betrayed them too. And what? Because he doesn't have a cute little poof tail or something? Because Edmund was trading his siblings' lives for a plate of Turkish delight. You say it's good. I mean, Turkish delight's delicious. It would you, that be a hard you've eaten it. It's not that great. You're I think the problem the problem is is because I thought it was going to be chocolate. Oh well, dumb. Because like, well, I mean, like Turkish, like you think kind of coffee, so that means kind of chocolate. <laughs> I don't know. I think your logic is flawed. <laughs> coffee originated in Turkey. That may very well be true, but. A lot of, you know, delicacies from that part of the world are fruit-based. Like de- like dessert delicacies are fruit-based. Name another one. Dates. No, a date is just... No, a date is just a fruit. Candied dates. Figs. Pot? What'd you say? Fig pot? <laughs> yeah. No, a fig is a fruit. You can't Correct. just say a fruit. Okay, strawberry. You can't they say that's gross. a dessert. That's what they do for desserts in that part of the world. They a lot of they fruit. eat fruit. That's why they're well, like 
that's why they're in better shape than we are. I was going to say people in Turkey are a lot thinner on average than people in America. I like ice cream. <laughs> I didn't judge you. I don't know. You might feel convicted to it. Yeah, I feel that, a little but... bit attacked right now. Um, See, I really like fruit-based desserts. I'm a big, big fan. I mean, I like really just like based desserts, you know? Just desserts, period. <laughs> yeah. Your family in general, fantasy in general, your family yeah. in general are really into chocolate. Yes, big time. Like so much so, guys, many years ago, uh-oh. When uh, I would hang out with their family, which oh, this no. is kind of, I don't know if she listens to the podcast, but kind of your mom's bad. She <laughs> would buy Neapolitan ice cream, <laughs> which gross. Yeah. And you yeah, why look would at she the, buy it? I don't know. But you look in the freezer. Oh, there's vanilla and strawberry left in there. The entire yeah. chocolate portion has been gouged out. Yeah, like the perfectly chiseled. <laughs> like there's not a shred of chocolate on that strawberry strip, you know? Mm -mm. <laughs> no. No, it was perfect. No. And then like, and then if you really got desperate so that it goes like chocolate, strawberries in the middle and then vanilla. And so the chocolate would get gouged out and then, you know, chocolate's gone. So then the vanilla would eventually get gouged out because you could always put Hershey syrup on vanilla. Right. So then there's just that chunk of strawberry left in the middle of the garden. <laughs> Which I always wondered, like, why your mom didn't compute. Maybe I, I should just buy a tub of chocolate ice cream. Because she didn't <laughs> like it? No, because nobody ate it. It was no, all chocolate that was gone. It. Because who actually likes strawberry ice cream? Ugh. But like you said, you, you can make vanilla work because yeah. you can just drown it in Hershey yeah. syrup. And nobody come at me and say, you could put Hershey syrup on strawberry and it tastes like a chocolate cover. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. <laughs> One of the most disappointing things that ever happened to me in my life. Okay, are you ready for this? I'm ready. Because strawberry ice cream is just trash. Okay. So <laughs> my husband was gone away at a conference and uh, for like two nights. And so sometimes like, you know, you put the kids to bed and then you have alone time. Like it's, it's so quiet. You have alone time. So I, um, before, right before I put the kids to bed, I got them all dressed uh, for bed and everything. I went to um, our local ice cream shop, Dewar's to the drive-thru and got my favorite thing is their peppermint ice cream there, their mint chip ice cream there. Got that, got it in a shake, put it in the car, went home, put it in the freezer, got the kids to bed, set up a movie, got that out, took a big bite. It was strawberry. Oh, no. Yeah. Because the because chip yeah. at Dewar's is pink because it's peppermint chip. Right. I can't that tell is... you how gross eating, like when you're expecting mint mm. and then strawberry hits your mouth. 
that's super disappointing. I was I agree. really, I was really unnecessary. I was no, not un- I was angry. You were like, yeah, you were angry. Yeah. Like I already didn't like strawberry ice cream and now I have a vendetta against it. <laughs> so anyway. What Philistine orders strawberry ice cream? I can tell you um, one of my friends, because I posted on like Facebook or something like that, asking, can somebody please fix this for me? I can't leave my house. And then one of my friends said, oh, well, I love their strawberry. You should just try it. No, no. No. Absolutely not. Strawberry ice cream is such. Sorry if there's any figgies or figlets out there that like strawberry ice cream. Clearly, buy it. I'm not here on the fig pod. We are not fans. No, no. So anyway, Hmm. back to Mister Tumness and Azkaban. Yeah, how do we even get on that topic? I can't even remember. No idea. No clue. But. I mean, the real consensus is, does he escape the Dementor's attacks because he's part animal? The consensus or question? The question. We need to come to a consensus. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to say, might be in the minority. I don't know. Okay. But I'm going to say, based upon his personal courage and his half goatness that he can withstand at least a decent portion of the Dementors terribleness. Okay. Okay. But how would he like escape, you know? He's in there with Sirius and Sirius escapes and Mr. Tumnus goes with his little goat legs and gets out of there. Yep. Okay. What say you? Uh, I think that he would die. Yeah, I know. You're a man. You're a cynic. Yeah. I think he's more human than animal, so. Well. Okay, whatever. Just saying. You're usually an optimist. Uh, I don't know. The world got to me, you know? Oh, dear. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Those gas prices, man. They, They got me. They got Make me, me want to kill fawns. In <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think he would fare well on there, though, to be honest with you. You know what? Probably not, but I'm yeah. holding out hope. Okay. I also don't like him that much, but you do. What? <clears throat> I think he gets a little bit of a bad rap. He's a coward. I'm uh, not saying I'm not. I would. I would turn her over too i was gonna say you'd give up that little girl in all absolutely maybe it's because i see myself in him (laughs) and it makes me mad but yeah i'd give her up for sure wearing a scarf with a umbrella yeah come back to my come back to my home for tea little girl i'm gonna turn you into the wolf pack yeah exactly Ugh. Ugh. anyway well mad mashups guys more more dessert mashups than anything but today but it's okay yeah i was really excited about my choice of a werewolf but then you were like azkaban and yeah. i thought there's probably been a few werewolves yeah. in azkaban 
Yeah. yeah, I know. And I was really proud about Azkaban. I was like, dang, this is going to be interesting. You should be. You probably thought I was going to pick somebody from like a science fiction thing or something like I, that. I was thinking like uh, like Luke Skywalker or something in Azkaban. <sighs> Luke Skywalker so basic. Oh, okay. Like dang. a pumpkin spice latte with Uggs. Dang. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, let's uh, take a quick breather before we get into the meat of our episode. All right, and welcome back. We are still, uh, you know, we've been really enjoying our, uh, what do we call it? Baddies, the villains. Oh, we yeah. Love to hate. Yes, series. Uh, clearly, I love it so much, I forgot the name of it for a second. No, it's been fun. We love bad guys. We love them. Sometimes they are the best characters. Well, I mean, they have a story to tell. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually met a person today at work. Uh, I work with uh, kids and I was chatting with a middle schooler and she was like, oh, I love Harry Potter. And she said, you know what? Some people and and she goes and I will fight on this. Umbridge is way worse than Voldemort. And I was like, oh, thank you. Did you tell her about the big pod? No, I didn't, but oh, I know I should have. Is that a conflict of interest for you to talk about that at work? I don't know. Maybe it, could, it would give me some like street cred, you know? Or they'll be like, look at that nerd. Because you could be <laughs> like, you know, I agree. And I've actually had a podcast episode about it last Check week. It Check it out. <laughs> so, you know, got to stay cool with those uh, middle schoolers. Dude, it's hard to keep up. Yeah, it is. It like, is. I just recently learned, and I don't know if it's still true, that bussin is a cool slang yeah, word now. Bussin. Mm-hmm. Is that still a thing, or am I even old on that? Um, I feel like you. It might be a little bit behind, but it is newer. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's bussin. Means that's like cool, right? That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah. I can't keep up with them. They're way too smart. I can't. They know too much. Okay. Yeah. Just because they make up new words doesn't mean they're smarter than you. No, but even like with technology stuff, gosh. Oh, yeah. That's. They're so Yeah. When it comes to a tablet, my son knows infinitely more than I do. Yeah. It's crazy. Crazy. But anyways. All right. So baddies, who is our baddie of the week? Man, our baddie this week is somebody that I'm going to be interested to see what happens. Yeah. So we had Dolores Umbridge last week, who to this point is our highest rated baddie. Yep. We'll see. Think she could get a run for her money this week. Yeah. It is none other than the penultimate i don't know if that's the proper use of that word but one of the most iconic villains of all time yeah the joker 
<laughs> Very excited. Yes. Uh, sources for this comics, the movies, the brain, <laughs> batman.fandom.com. Yes. Yep. Those are all of our sources, mostly brain stuff. You know, we got to always put that at the forefront. Absolutely. Like the ingredients lists on things, like the ones at the top are the most prevalent. We should always do the brain first. Like that's the most prevalent. That's true. I I must, I think we should say like, because we quote fandom.com websites a lot on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. They're very informative. Yeah. But I think for the most part, we use them to fill in the gaps. Yeah. No, for sure. For like sure. they're they're great sources of information if you guys want to go check out anything at the fandom.coms but yeah we use them to fill in gaps in knowledge for sure because there's a lot of stuff on there yeah all right so first and foremost let's talk about different uh publications uh where we mm-hmm. see originally saw the joker you know where we get to know him uh, so he originally appeared in Detective Comics Batman number one in the spring of 1940. So like a long time ago. A long yeah. time ago. Uh, he was in there intended to be a one-time appearance as a criminal uh, mastermind with a devious sense of humor. But clearly, uh, you know, that wasn't the case. He was not a one-time appearance type of guy Mm -hmm. from the start. Uh, So he was very popular from the get-go. And then he would obviously become quite a frequent nemesis of the Dark Knight and his sidekicks and things like that. So he was definitely a much more frequent villain uh, than he was intended to be. So then by like the late 1940s, um, he was mostly used as a harmless prankster by DC writers, which is kind of a bummer, you know? It it really is. Yeah. Uh, so then by the 1960s, the Joker kind of lost his popularity that he got at first. You know, he was instantly popular. And then because they did that to him, it kind of phased out a little bit. Okay. Um, yeah. So then after that, he was reimagined and reintroduced in the 1970s as a serious threat to Gotham City and then one of Batman's most dangerous enemies. So he kind of, you know, they kind of did a little revamp of him. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which he needed, which he needed. So, yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah, so then starting in the 80s and then through the present day, uh, Joker has become evil incarnate. So, I mean, we've seen him kind of progress, you know, in our lifetime. We've seen him progress, you know. Uh, And he's like just this agent of chaos who kills and schemes just to just because just because it's fun for him. It's just awesome. There's no rhyme or reason to it. He just loves chaos. Yeah. Loves chaos. Uh, But he also wants Batman to, you know, kind of go to the dark side. Have no more, uh, you know, not operate in a moral, have no moral standing, no ethical standing. He kind of wants to see if he'll abandon that and uh, hang with him. 
Dang, that's kind of jacked up. <laughs> so chaos and just to ruin Batman. Okay, yeah. So, so the that's kind of his thing. Uh, he is considered his Batman's uh, nemesis, his arch, arch nemesis. Uh, he's directly responsible for a lot of tragedies in Batman's life, such as paralyzing Barbara Gordon, uh, the death of Jason Todd, who's his second Robin. Uh, so, I mean, he's really out to get, I mean, he's kind of rude, you know? <laughs> leave him alone. <laughs> A little bit, yeah, to put yeah, it mildly. I would say so. So then the Joker, obviously... All in all, after all of that, so 1940s to now, his whole journey, he's one of DC's most iconic and instantly recognizable characters. You know, just, I mean, we have Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, all good guys, but Joker is just as iconic as they are. Yeah, I mean, I guess I would agree. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think pretty much everybody knows who the Joker is. Like when you see him, you're like, oh, that's the Joker. Well, I feel like you think Batman, you think the Joker at this point, right? They kind of go hand in right. hand. Yeah, I think you're probably right. So, I mean, he, he, he like in the 40s, he was an instant success. And I mean, he remains that way. Yeah, I think I think you're right. Absolutely. Clearly, they keep making movies and stuff about him. <laughs> yeah, they kind of keep him going. So yeah. something's going on. Yeah, they, they love him. We love him. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So what do we know about uh, his background, his origins? Okay. Well, so the Joker for being such an iconic character and maybe the world's most famous supervillain. Yeah. Um, you think There's, so? He's up there. Yeah, I think. I mean, we yeah. could have a debate about that at some point in the future. Well, maybe, we're about but... to rank him, so. Yeah, that's true. We could have. Yeah, we could talk about at some point like the greatest villains that have ever existed. Yeah. But the Joker, I think, definitely deserves to be in that conversation. Yeah. And uh, even though he's at that level, like you talked about, his the i the iconic level his character is at. There's never really been a fully fleshed, confirmed biography or backstory from DC Comics about the Joker. Hmm. Um, there's been a few attempts. Well, more than a few. There's been quite a few attempts to yeah. try to explain why he is the way he is. Okay. And so for those that are kind of a little, maybe might be a little unfamiliar with the way comic books work. Um, so they will bring in a particular writer who will then write a story arc that they want to, they want to do. Okay. But that writer doesn't necessarily stick with the comic book company all the time. They leave and go do other things. And so eventually they'll bring in other writers who develop their own things and stuff like that. So there's been a number of attempts over the years to explain the Joker's backstory, but none have ever received the, dc stamp of approval okay but so one of the more famous so there's or, no like there's no comics that have the backstory pretty much there are comics that that give a backstory but none have been stated by dc comics as the official backstory oh okay okay yeah Got it. 
Um, so, for example, one prominent uh, theory or story uh, behind the Joker is that he originally started his life in crime as a small-time thief called the Red Hood. Okay. And his costume was pretty lame. He wore like a black tuxedo with a red helmet on and a red cape. Hmm, Now that sounds stupid. And the helmet's like a tall cylindrical thing. It's kind of lame. Like a a Knights of Templar type? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So the Red Hood is performing a caper at one point and he's confronted by Batman who figures out what's going on. He comes and confronts the villain. And during this confrontation, the quote unquote red hood falls into a vat of chemicals. Batman is. Yeah. Batman assumes the red hood is dead without, without ever having seen his face. However, the Red Hood survives, okay. and in he the chemicals permanently alter his appearance, giving him chalk white skin, emerald green hair, and a disturbing red stained grin. Yeah. So this goes back to DC Comics in 1951 was when this story came out. Probably the most popular rendition of the Joker's backstory comes from Alan Moore. So for those comic book junkies out there, Alan Moore is a legend. He has written so many phenomenal stories. Um, And he wrote The Killing Joke, which I believe came out in the 1980s. Okay. Maybe early 1990s. Could be wrong, but I think it's the 1980s. And in this story, the Joker was an engineer at a chemical plant. Okay. So, seems like a pretty legit dude, right? Yeah. Pretty successful, maybe. I mean, engineers. You and I both know engineers. They're pretty smart, successful people. Yeah. He gives it up. Throws his career away. Because he wants to be a stand-up comedian. Okay. Red alert. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm an optimist, and I got to say, don't ever do that. You could have it as a side hustle that can be your hobby. If right. you're an en- if you're an engineer, just stick stick to the path, you know? Like if it's your side hobby and all of a sudden people are offering you millions of dollars, that's one yeah, thing. Yeah, by all means, but don't abandon <laughs> being an engineer. Yeah. Okay. So he, Sorry, continue. He, no, you're totally Ooh. fine. What happened? Oh, just it's a bummer. Oh, yeah, it is a bummer. I'd probably end up like that, too, I guess. Oh, dear. Okay, go ahead. I hope not. Wow. Kelsey. Yeah. Oof. As a crazy supervillain. Hmm. <laughs> nah, I'm too much of a coward. That's something to think about. <laughs> um, So he, yeah, so he gives up his career as an engineer to become a stand-up comedian. Unfortunately, fails miserably. Okay. I knew that. So... What'd you say? I mean, I knew that was going to happen, but. Oh, at first I thought you said like I have. And I was like, oh. Kelsey, we need, do we need to have an intervention. We need to pause this. <laughs> She's not okay. <laughs> oh dear. So he's quit being an engineer. 
comedy has failed him. So to make ends meet, because he has a wife and an unborn child. So his wife is oh, pregnant. Gosh. So to make ends I meet, mean, he resorted. say don't do that? She was supportive of his commitment to comedy. That sounds dumb. I don't think she gave the go-ahead for his resulting life of crime. Well, I also think that if that fails miserably, you don't have to resort to theft to make ends meet. You can just go back to being an engineer. You know? I'm sure somebody... Okay. You would think. Maybe he burned some bridges on his way out. I don't know. It's possible. Sometimes desperate people do desperate things. Okay. Fair enough. Sorry. Continue. I I keep interrupting you. No, that's totally fine. It's what this podcast is all about. It's the true. it's the banter, right? True. Very true. So he resorts to theft to make ends meet. He plans to help a group of thieves break into the chemical plant in which he worked to steal some stuff, to sell on, sell on the black market. Okay. So this is where the Red Hood part comes back in. So this group of thieves, they would, there's a couple of guys who were the ringleaders. And yeah. whoever they brought in to the group, they would have wear a Red Hood. Okay. So that if they were ever caught, people would assume that the guy wearing the Red Hood was the ringleader. I see. So there is a Red Hood here. The Joker is wearing, the engineer is wearing a Red Hood here. So during the planning for the heist, the engineer learns that his pregnant wife and unborn child have perished in a household accident. Oh, dear. So his his family is gone. Okay. He's stricken with grief, and so he tries to back out of the deal, but good. the thieves good. force him to follow through. Not good. Okay. Yeah. So during the attempt, the engineer is shrouded in a red hood, and there is a fatal shootout with the chemical plant security team so the other few thieves that are with him die they are shot and killed batman figures out what's going on and he intervenes the engineer who is of course not a hardened criminal even though he's trying to be one is terrified he panics and leaps over a railing and falls into a vat of chemicals oh gosh all the chemicals i know well, that's a big part of this, yeah. yeah. So eventually he reemerges in another, you know, tank or something somewhere. And he's assumed to be dead, but he reemerges. He gets out and he sees what he looks like after he's been in the chemicals, which is kind of what we described earlier. Chalk white skin, bright green hair, blood red stained lips. That appearance combined with the personal tragedies he has just suffered cause a massive personality shift well, i mean in the engineer yeah that'll do resulting it. yeah resulting in the birth of the joker persona all right so those are the some yeah. of the common those are the some of the really popular theories behind the joker's origins okay i like that um so now the joker has been born yes what are some of his escapades in his well, career. I mean, his whole life from that point on is a war against Batman, pretty much. Okay. So decades long battle against Batman. Um, 
and he wreaks as much havoc as possible on innocent people gladly with with pleasure um Mm. he's committed a lot of crimes that are whimsical and inhumanely brutal um and he says that the reasoning uh the logic and and reasoning that batman says makes sense to him alone Mm. so it just there's no rhyme or reason it only makes sense to the joker what what he does Ugh. okay so um he likes attempting to prove that gotham's good people are just one bad day away from suffering a psychological break and becoming just like him um just like when he attacks and paralyzes barbara gordon for example and taunts commissioner gordon with photographs of the assault yeah i mean he's just like nasty <laughs> he's a nasty guy you know he's really bad but i mean i'm not i think oh. we're all one bad day away from a oh. psychological breakdown you know wow should your new nickname be the joker maybe maybe i mean i'm not doing weird stuff like this but just one you're one bad day away bad day away from becoming a homicidal maniac could happen to anybody oh dear okay could happen to anybody i'm gonna um, be I'm, okay because you're okay for those who don't know kelsey works in the field of psychology yes so there are some questions that i'm curious about as we get towards the end of this outline oh ooh, you're gonna quiz me maybe okay all right uh, he also kills Jason Todd, like we talked about, second Robin, and believes that he can force Batman himself to abandon his morals and become a killer just like the Joker. Um, doubt it, you know. But anyway, <laughs> he does succeed in turning um, one of his therapists at Arkham Asylum, uh, Harley Quinn. Uh, he makes up a story about his life, including an absent father, runaway mother, to like gain her sympathy. And she eventually falls in love with the Joker and grows insane and becomes uh, his most loyal sidekick. So there's that. Oh, Harley Quinn. Yeah. So, I mean, he's winning some people over, at least. Yeah, uh, I guess that's true. Yeah, so, I mean, he's been incarcerated a lot, as we know, uh, but through manipulation, through trickery, flattery, I don't know, he escapes. Uh, And he's, I mean, other villains are even scared of him. So that's another level. He's pretty freaking, he's pretty creepy, yeah. Yeah, that's another level, to, like, have, you know, villains in Gotham be like, listen, I don't, like, Batman... I I don't like you, but like also I don't like Joker either. So can we figure this out? <laughs> can you imagine like Hannibal Lecter? People are like, oh, we should we should get the Joker, and he's like Hannibal Lecter's like he's like, gosh, mm. no, he's crazy. I don't know about that. He's a little crazy. <laughs> he's too crazy for me. It's way too crazy for me. Uh, I mean, there have been some Batman villains who've turned uh, to the Joker, like to try to work with him as more of a last resort type thing. 
Uh, but they find out that's not a good idea. Uh, one, you can't trust the guy. You know, there's no there's no rhyme or reason. There's no sense of control there. Um, so they not only release Joker on Batman and Gotham, but then on themselves too. Because, I mean, the Joker's only out for the Joker. He doesn't care about you. Bad I think guys. that's fair. Yeah. Uh, you know, he is, though... We have to be fair here, okay? We have to be fair. He's an equal opportunist, okay? So uh, he is willing to harm innocent people, heroes, villains alike. You know, he's not, you know, he's fair at least, <laughs> right? I guess that's one we virtue. All, we all have an him. equal shot. We all have an equal shot. So he doesn't discriminate. Okay, I guess that's a, a potential virtue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that about him, I guess. I wish he would just go for Batman. If I lived in Gotham, I'd be like, I haven't, like, please stop. I haven't done anything to you. Yeah, listen, I don't wear a cape and a mask and drive a really cool yeah. car. Like, go. I'm go just trying to go and, like, serve a Starbucks drink at my job. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just a barista. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh people have attempted to rehabilitate him. Uh clearly that fails. Uh those who have tried are the are the ones that are typically harmed uh psychologically or emotionally as a result. Yikes. Um so you know, just like just like just let him be. I don't know. I don't really know the answer here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hard these are some of the questions i want to try to ask you later okay okay because you are in the field of psychology so i'm a little curious what you might say okay. but we'll we'll figure that out later all right powers and abilities what what does he do so i know this is a fantasy podcast yeah the joker himself you know, not necessarily a super powered person. Okay. Um, but he does exist within a fantasy world in DC Comics. Yeah. And he, even though he does not have, you know, special, you know, above and beyond the laws of physics abilities. Yeah. He is still one of DC Comics' most feared villains. Like members that like if you guys are familiar with DC Comics, so Marvel Comics has the Avengers. Yeah. DC Comics has the Justice League. Yes. And the Justice League is pretty star studded. We're talking Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, The Flash, Aquaman, just, you know, a who's who of superheroes. Yeah. And they're scared of the Joker. Yeah. And what he might do. So that's why he's included in this podcast. And so powers and abilities. Okay. So the Joker, he commits crimes with many, many comedic styled weapons, such as razor sharp playing cards, uh, acid flowers, electric joy buzzers. Uh, if you've ever seen the 1989 film Batman, 
with Jack Nicholson. He fries a guy to death with a buzzer in his hand that's supposed to give you a little tickle and jolt, but Joker's kills you. Gosh, jeez. He also uses something called, what's that? He's just, it's not funny, you know? (laughs) Oh, it is to him. (laughs) He also uses something very frequently and prominently called Joker venom or happy gas. Okay. It is a gas or poison that causes victims to form a ghoulish rictus grin as they die while laughing uncontrollably. Okay. I feel like that's a pretty bad way to go. I yeah, I don't like that at all. Like have you ever like I'm not even comparing the two necessarily, but just to put it in perspective, have you ever laughed so hard at something you start to hurt, like your abdomen hurts? Oh, yeah. Like you're definitely going to get a six pack, you know? Yeah. Imagine that never ending. And you do it to your death. That's what the Joker. No, thanks. No, thank you. Yeah. So. He also appears in the comics and the films and cartoons, as we will discuss, to be very skilled, actually, in the fields of chemistry, genetics, and engineering. So he's a pretty, he's a pretty intelligent. Well, yeah, I'm, yeah, because I mean, he was an engineer, right? Yeah, absolutely. So he's, the thing about the Joker is he's maniacal. He's, yeah. But he's incredibly intelligent, which is a pretty scary combination. Yeah. The Joker is also shown at least moderate, at least moderate skill in hand-to-hand combat. Over the years, the Joker has been able to hold his own in combat with Batman. And for those who follow comic books, and I'm excited about this episode because we're kind of finally making a foray into comic books, which maybe eventually will go into the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We'll see. Okay. Um, yeah. But he's able to hold, hold his own in combat with Batman. And yeah, while... Impressive. Extremely. Batman yeah. is an incredible hand-to-hand combatant. Yeah. And while Batman in the comics and the films is stronger, the Joker is depicted as being faster and more agile than Batman. Okay. So he's kind of tough to get a hold of. Yeah. However, the most powerful weapon the Joker possesses is his mind. Oh. Which is pretty scary. Yeah. He is as uh, if you if you're a fan of the comics and the films and the cartoons, he is a master manipulator with a cunning intellect. So he's. Like I said, he doesn't have any magical or superpowers per se, but he is a very formidable opponent. Okay. And he really operates with the sense that he has nothing to lose. That's when somebody has nothing to lose. Listen, it's pretty scary. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty scary. Exactly. Exactly. So those are the Joker's abilities. What do we know about his? And we've kind of talked about some of this a little bit, but not too uh, too great of of an extent. What 
is his appearance? What does he look like? And what are some of his key character traits? Yeah. So, I mean, as far as his appearance, you know, there's pretty, there's, there's commonality in the interpretations of the Joker that we have seen in a lot of ways in his appearance. Like they differ, you know, but there's a lot of things that are the same too. Uh, So he has a clown-like appearance and sick humor, obviously. Uh, He has chalk white skin, ruby red lips, uh, and they're permanently fixed in a demonic grin. Okay. And he has that bright green hair too. So he's, he looks a little cuckoo. Uh, <laughs> he is most often shown wearing a purple suit or tuxedo, and he's very thin. Okay. Kind of like this gangly guy, you know? Yeah. Uh, he's been referred to as the clown prince of crime. That's kind of, I mean, I'd be mad about that. Really? I think that's kind of a cool title. The Instead of the crown prince. prince of crime, he's the clown prince of crime. No. Because he's a clown. I don't like that. I'd be okay. mad about it. That's probably, it probably made him do more bad things when somebody said that the first time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Harlequin of Hate. Cool. Uh, Ace of Knaves. That's kind of cool, right? That's cool. That's pretty cool. Uh, throughout the evolution of the DC universe, interpretations uh, of the Joker have taken a lot of forms. Uh the the original and really right now most dominant image of is of a sadistic fiendishly intelligent lunatic okay with a warped sense of humor um he derives pleasure from inflicting twisted morbid deaths and terror upon innocent people but as we talked about innocent people not innocent people villains batman you name it you know he's game He's down. He's down. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Joker expresses his, his pleasure by breaking out into hysterical laughter. Uh, he's described as a textbook example of antisocial personality disorder. Uh, he's often shown to be extremely nihilistic, claiming that all of life is a one big joke. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, and that things that people fight and strive for are all one monstrous demented gag. And the only sensible way to live is either to descend into madness or to live without rules. I mean, okay. I, I'm just going to have to like agree to disagree on that one, but. Well, that's okay. So this is when, when I was talking about psychological stuff, what yes. I was curious about, yeah. because I know a little bit about stuff because I've read a little bit and stuff, but I haven't had formal education on it like you have. Yes. Um, I'm sorry to put you on the spot if this is something that is a crazy question, but okay. antisocial personality disorder. Yeah. Are you are you able to kind of like define that and describe that? Well, I mean, I guess typically here's here's what i'm gonna say because you have sociopaths and you have psychopaths okay okay and there's a they're similar but they're different at the same time you you equate antisocial personality disorder more with a um sociopath because psychopaths are typically able to uh keep a job uh fake relationships with people kind of maintain that cover almost okay 
Uh-huh. Uh, and sociopaths cannot. They cannot do it. Oh, and they're okay. more uh they're more um they're more inclined to uh give in to huge emotional surges. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So they're a little bit less in control. So psychopaths are much more in control. So the so then I mean correct me if I'm wrong, but the Joker sounds like he would be more on the side of a sociopath. Yes. Yeah. But the interesting thing about it is psychopaths typically cannot form emotional bonds with people, but sociopaths can. Really? Yeah. They're not like deep, but they can't. That's fascinating because when you when you look at the Joker and examine him, even though I mean it like in his mind, I think it's there, but in almost nobody else's, including Batman's, he has some type of bond with Batman. Yeah. Like he is he's created this in his mind. Yeah. That he has a bond with Batman, even though Batman's like, dude, I think you're 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 freaking crazy. Yeah. But for the Joker, a lot of what he does is trying to either impress, intimidate, or confound Batman. Yeah. So that's really interesting that you yeah. mentioned. So. Can you, um, sorry if I'm putting you on the spot again, Uh-oh. but can you um, define or describe nihilism or being nihilistic? Oh, let me hold on. <laughs> I think I kind of know what it is, but I, I just wanted to get your expert opinion on it. It seems like somebody who oh, thinks that oh. there's no point. Yeah, there's no there no moral principles. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, that seems to describe there's the no moral center at all. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What's another what's another character trait we see from the Joker? Uh, so I mean he's clearly cruel and sadistic. Uh the Joker sometimes appears to have a human side though. Uh so one one take on this is that before his accident nobody thought he was worth anything special and all he wanted to do was prove his worth. Um so now he you know he went through those tragedies. He's physically and emotionally scarred by all of this. Uh, He just wants to extend his incredible sense of humor uh, to the point where people will finally see that he's meant to be a star. Dang. I mean, gotta love that sense of humor, right? So do we, man, I feel bad because I keep putting you on the spot, but do we see a little bit of narcissism in that too? Oh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Like he's he's full of himself, right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And that that's essentially what narcissism is. Yeah. Yeah. Like very, yeah, very into yourself. You uh, think that you're the best. You are above other people. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Sorry if I if I no no you're fine. I hope I'm explaining out there, things but... okay. I guess. <laughs> no, I think you are. I really appreciate your description. The difference between because I feel like sometimes because like Ted Bundy, psychopath, he could fit in. Okay. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's the people who are antisocial. So like, that's why it's kind of associated with antisocial personality disorder, like can't fit in, withdrawn from society, like just cannot do it. Okay, cool. Yeah. That and are, I, so I, that are yeah. sociopaths. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I really, I appreciate your description of the differences between, because I feel like a lot of times people say, well, that person's a psychopath Yeah. if they think they're crazy, but mm, that's not probably technically correct. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, so there's different, there's differences between the two for sure. Yeah. I mean, and there's more to it than that, but that's pretty, that's the biggest difference between the two is the, the ability to maintain a normal life, like fake it, you know? Very interesting. And so it's it's interesting that you mentioned that psychopaths can fake it, basically. Yeah. But sociopaths actually can develop some type of bond with people, even if it's in their own mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. interesting. That's very interesting. Okay, cool. So let's get into some. So we've 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 kind of covered the Joker who he is, and there's so much that you could cover. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, because the Joker's been, okay, 1940. Tell me if my math is right. This character's almost 73 years old. No. 83. 83? Yeah, 40. You're right. You're right. You're totally right. Math. So thank you for correcting my math. <laughs> math, math is hard. Yeah. As we've we've covered before on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We don't so he's a, in guys literally okay, so time passes quickly the older you get. Yeah. Um Kelsey and I have known each other for gosh, how long? A long time. Sixteen, seventeen years? Yeah. So in that period of time, that seems like it's gone by so fast. In that period yeah. of time, the joke, the character of the Joker will be a hundred years old, Jeez. which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, there's a lot to cover that has that that goes on with the Joker. We've kind of covered the surface a little bit. I think we've yeah. hit the high points. Yeah. At this point, uh, we kind of want to get into on-screen depictions of the Joker. Yeah. Because on this podcast, we cover comic books, movies, books, TV shows, all that stuff. So we want to get into who has portrayed this fascinating character on the screen. Yeah. So the first real screen depiction was from a, an actor named Cesar Romero. Okay. In the 1960s television series, Batman. If you have never seen it, which I am sorry if you have not, because it's interesting to watch, even okay. though it's really corny and cheesy. Okay. Like when the actors, this was a live action show. And when the actors would actually punch and fight, there were comic book captions that would pop up saying, bam, pow. Really? Wham. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, That's pretty cool. It was pretty cheesy and corny. Yeah. And if you remember what we talked about with the Joker, by the time the 1960s rolled around, you know, comic book writers yeah. pretty much talked about him as a prankster. Yeah. Yeah. Not so a this serious. Was, this was very, this was probably very silly, right? Yes. 
that's a great way to describe it. Um, so by this time, yeah, the Joker was a really silly character. He was cartoonish. Yeah. He was a joker, jokester. He was a prankster. He did really weird, silly stuff. He didn't stuff. do like gross things, you know? Yeah. So that's what we see depicted in that series by Cesar Romero. Okay. Even though he was, he is legendary for being the first actor to truly portray the Joker on screen. Okay. From there, we move on to 1989's Batman. Okay. Which was directed by Tim Burton. Legendary act, legendary director, excuse mm-hmm. me. And this was a real, this was a different take on the Joker. This Joker was a lot more um, evil and maniacal. Mm-hmm. However, he still maintained a little bit of our cartoonish appearance. Yeah. Um, still, I mean, he kind of looked a little like Cesar Romero in the show, mm-hmm. but he was not silly necessarily. He was a, a jokester and a prankster to a certain extent, but he was definitely homicidal. Yeah. Yeah. So we're getting dar- a little bit darker here. Yeah. And he's portrayed in this film by none other than the legendary actor, mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson. Mm-hmm. which in this film, the Joker dies at the end. But Jack Nicholson was so excited about being the Joker. He himself actually developed a storyline that has never been released about how the Joker could have survived. Are you serious? Because he really wanted to be the Joker again. Didn't and, work. It never, and it never happened. Yeah. So that's Tim Burton's Batman. Okay. Then in the mid-1990s, we get the show Batman the Animated Series, which, guys, if you're my age, this was legendary. This was it? Oh, my goodness. By the way, the entire series, one of these days, we need to contact HBO Max and see if they can sponsor us because we talk about them so much. (laughs) Right. This entire series is available to stream on HBO Max. Okay. Batman the Animated Series lasted, I believe, three seasons and about 60-something episodes. And it was in the mid-1990s, and it was voiced by none other. The Joker was voiced by none other than Luke Skywalker himself. I'm like trying to imagine it, you know? For... For people my age, maybe a little older and maybe a little younger, this guy is the definitive Joker. Okay. Mark Hamill does such an incredible job. When when the Joker has ever been voiced by any other actor in an animated film or series, people compare it to Mark Hamill. Really? He is the iconic Joker voice. Wow. So I'd probably recognize it. Probably like yeah. Mark Hamill, you know, Mark Hamill did Star Wars, obviously. Yeah. yeah. He was Luke Skywalker. But after that, his film career kind of petered out a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And after that, he really became a big time voice actor. Mm-hmm. And there's probably no voice he is better known for than doing the Joker in Batman, the animated series. Okay. 
He's also done the Joker's voice in video games and stuff like that, too. Mm -hmm. So pretty cool. Uh, And in this series, it's pretty similar to Jack Nicholson's Joker. Okay. Um, In fact, this series takes a lot of its inspiration from that 1989 film. Yeah. Um, To the point where Danny Elfman, if you guys are familiar with him, the great composer, Danny Elfman, uh, his score from Batman in 1989 is used in Batman, the animated series. Oh, really? Like it is. Yeah. Like the, the series is almost a direct directly influenced by that film. Oh, okay. Okay. So then we take a pretty big break Mm -hmm. between the animated series and Joker appearing again. And when he appears again, it's in a live action film. And I believe it's in 2008, we get Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight. Which, Kelsey, I know you've seen that one. Yes. And the Joker is portrayed by none other than Heath Ledger. And I don't know about you, Kelsey, or anybody else, but when I found out the Joker was going to be portrayed by Heath Ledger, I was a little disappointed. Yeah, yeah. I was like, this is the dude from A Knight's Tale. Yeah, pretty boy, you know? Yeah, Yeah. like, really, he's going to be the Joker? To this day, it's probably the most iconic, legendary portrayal of the Joker in history. Yeah, absolutely. Heath Ledger does a phenomenal job. And he really portrays the Joker in the way that we view him now. He's sadistic. Mm -hmm. He's twisted. He is really chaos personified. Yeah. Like this is where, you know, it started silly cartoonish, still kind of petered a little bit there. And then now it took a turn. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And these films, the Christopher Nolan films, have some great actors in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, um, gosh, why am I blanking on his name? He plays Alfred. Oh, oh my gosh. I just had his name in my mind and I forgot about it. Oh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Oh my gosh. Thank you so oh. much. Gosh. So Michael Caine plays Alfred, which we all know is Batman's butler. Yeah. And constant companion. He describes the Joker as somebody who just wants to watch the world burn. Mm-hmm. And that's really what we think about when we think about yeah. the Joker. Yeah. And uh, Heath Ledger plays that to a T. And in this movie, so we talked about the Joker's appearance and how in the chemical plant, when he falls into the vat, how his appearance is, you know, permanently altered to the chalk white skin, bright green hair, red lips. It seems like in this film, it really looks like the Joker isn't permanently altered. He's somebody who puts on makeup on his face. Yeah. The, well, his scar is his mouth. Yes. Yes. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. So he's severely scarred. Yeah. And he uses the red sort of lipstick to accentuate that. Yeah. And then puts on the other stuff. Yeah. And yeah. so this this Joker is really dark, really gritty. 
uh, almost real world. Like you can imagine somebody like this existing. Yeah. yeah. That's the and tough so a, part. Yeah. And so it's a little, it's, it's really good. And Heath Ledger was uh, awarded a posthumous Academy award for this role. Mm-hmm. Because unfortunately he passed away after this film was made. Um, it's just a brilliant portrayal of the Joker. Yeah. So really after that, every actor is going to be measured against this performance. Yeah. Type of thing. Um, we get to the suicide squad, which is a DC title, uh, mm-hmm. DC property of a bunch of villains who get together and, do good because basically they're forced to yeah like it's basically a life sentence a death sentence and you can sort of belay that sentence by helping do good yeah and the joker shows up in this albeit momentarily and he's portrayed by jared leto mm-hmm. uh so and those who are familiar with jared leto he's a really good actor he really is and when i found a out better, he was the- he's a better musical artist i think but he also is in a band what's the name do you know the name of his band 30 seconds to mars look at you kelsey and her punk rock knowledge right (laughs) she's a a stud with this stuff uh i'm serious if you guys want to know about punk rock you need to you need to message or email kelsey because she knows her stuff um so jared leto yeah punk rock singer also an actor. Yeah. And he's really good. He's a really good actor. No, he has great roles. Yeah. And so when I found out that he was going to portray the Joker, I was pretty excited. Yeah. Because I thought if anybody could pick up the mantle of Heath Ledger, it would be Jared Leto. Unfortunately, it was a little bit disappointing. Mm. So in the Suicide Squad, he's kind of... So there's two great performances of the Joker on film, Jack Nicholson and Jared mm-hmm. Leto. Mm-hmm. Or excuse me, Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah. Wow, I messed that Heath, up. Jack Heath Nicholson Ledger. and Heath Ledger. Yeah. And so Jared Leto, I feel like, is kind of caught somewhere in between. Okay. He's, he's kind of a poor man's version of both. Okay. He's not good. He's not as good as Jack Nicholson, and he's not as good as Heath Ledger. Okay. So it was a little bit disappointing. Like almost but, there, but you know, not quite. Yeah, I feel like he felt compelled to pay homage to both actors. Okay. And came up short in both. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I got you. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. I got you. So maybe he's going to play the Joker in future films and do a great job. I don't know. I'm not sure. But... Mm-hmm. It was a little disappointing. I think some. I think I need to watch Suicide Squad with a fresh mind, fresh okay. lens, and take a look again. But I was disappointed when I saw it. Okay. Um, the last version of the Joker portrayed on screen was Joaquin Phoenix mm-hmm. in the movie The Joker, and. This film garnered a lot of critical praise. Yeah. And uh, fans liked it too. 
And this this film is really more focused on the Joker's origin story, how mm-hmm. he became the Joker. And so it has a really heavy focus on the psychological aspect. Yeah. How this person became such a maniacal, horrible, despicable, but brilliant and cunning villain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there are rumors that they're going to do another film with Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. Uh, here's... So this is, go ahead. No, 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 you go, you go. I was going to say, so Joaquin Phoenix's performance has been very well received. Mm-hmm. So my hope is at one point they're going to incorporate him with a really good Batman. Yeah. And go from there because the Jokers are really, he sounds kind of simple, I guess. He's just a horrible, despicable person, but he's really a pretty complex character. Yeah. I I mean, what I was going to say is like the, the hard part about origin stories like this. And I think what makes them so dark is like, you know, we have uh, the Jack Nicholson Joker. We even have the Heath Ledger Joker. And it's like, wow, this guy's crazy. Not, you know, not possible for the real world. But things like this make it, make you realize how easy it is for somebody to break sometimes. You know what right? I mean? Yes. And it makes it more real. Yeah, like you can talk about this more in a more educated fashion than I could. But we we see somebody like the Joker and we think there is like you said, there's no way somebody like this could exist in the real world. But if push comes to shove, if somebody is forced beyond the breaking point. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Right. Yeah. And that's what makes these kinds of origin stories like of villains so dark, you know, so uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 I just think about, I think about Michael Caine's description of the Joker because in, in um, the dark Knight, he describes that and he talks about how, so Alfred, maybe one of these days we'll do a series on sidekicks. There you go. Alfred because I think that would be really good. And Alfred Pennyworth is one of those that is yeah. really cool. So he's the butler of the Wayne, for the Wayne family mm-hmm. um, who are billionaires, right? They're like rich beyond belief. But he eventually gets to that point after being in British Special Forces and being a spy and all that stuff. He's He's got a ton of experience and crazy just crazy perspective and he talks about in the film how when he was in british special forces he was in i can't remember the country but he was in some type of jungle nation Mm -hmm. and there was a guy who in this film in the dark night he talks about this how there was this guy who they thought they could get to and they never could Like they really had a hard time getting to him. And it's because they thought they had discovered his motive. Like he wants wealth. He wants political power or whatever. Yeah. But at the end, 
he was so psychologically damaged. He just wanted to watch the world burn. Mm-hmm. And there's no, there's no, uh, there's no motive to the behavior or fun. There's nothing that you're trying to gain from it. You're just doing it. Yeah. Which, which man, I feel sorry. I'm sorry. I feel like I keep putting you on the spot, but like psychologically, is that a thing you've come across? Yeah. Yeah. In your literature? Yeah. Like there's no, there's not necessarily a specific motive, like wealth or power or fame or whatever. Um, they just want to destroy things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's, because that's all about, that's all about like behavior. And, you know, typically when you, when there's a behavior, there's four functions to a behavior. Okay. You, you behave in a certain way to get attention, to escape something to gain some kind of sensory input mm-hmm. or um, to, oh my gosh. Hmm. Again, I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, I'm you're sorry. putting me on the spot. I can, but anyway, four functions, okay? And there's such thing as not having a function. And if there's no function and, you know, somebody is behaving this way and there's no identified function then typically that there's some emotional disorder going on. There's no reason to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The Joker sounds like he'd probably fall into that category. Yes. He has motives that are only known to himself, like Batman said. Mm -hmm. Type of thing. No motive at all. Or I, I'm sorry, not motives, yeah. but I guess like it only makes sense to him. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Okay. So yeah, that's the extent of the Joker being portrayed on screen. And we've kind of like covered everything that's happened in the comic books and stuff like that. So I guess we've reached the portion of our episode where we rate yeah. this villain. All right. So, uh, despicableness. You're probably going to hate me on, on, on this thing because I'm going to be probably pretty high on a lot of this stuff, but in terms of despicableness, I'm thinking a 10, 10. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 10. (laughs) Cause there's no way. I mean, there's he does it to innocent people. He does, you know, ugh. He doesn't care. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. whatever, whatever suits his ends. Like, here's the thing, because like, you know, you think about Voldemort, he did it to innocent people, but he did it to not necess not in his mind, not necessarily, you know. Mm-hmm. He did it to muggles who he did hate or you know what I mean? Even though he was this, a half muggle. Yeah. Yeah. But like this, this doesn't matter at all. He just, it doesn't matter. Okay. So, okay. I'm glad you're here to provide pers- some psychological, some, oh my gosh, talking is hard. <laughs> um, I'm glad you're here to provide some psychological perspective as to some of As much as I can. Nobody quote me on these things. Okay. Well, well, okay. Yeah. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. But you know more than I do. Access. Sorry. Access is the other function to gain access access to something. Yes. Sorry. 
Okay, very oh, good. Okay. Sorry, continue. Just just so everybody's aware, for the record, Kelsey did not look that up. She just came up with it like she remembered it. Yes. So I'm just just putting that out there. Just, just saying. No, just kidding. <laughs> so the second um, aspect of the villains that we look at is, are they redeemable? One being redeemable, very redeemable. Yeah. Ten being not redeemable in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. What do you think? I'll tell you what what I look at. And like I said, I, I don't know if you're gonna hate me for this because I, mean, I don't know. I people... think I'm I think a nine point five. Yeah. You're going 9.5? Yeah. Okay. So I, yeah. So I, I hope people don't think I'm biased because I'm a huge comic book fan. Yeah. I am. Um, But I think about, because I've read and seen many different instances where people try to rehabilitate and redeem the Joker. Yeah. And he sometimes, like with Harley Quinn, for example, might pretend like that's happening. Yeah, to for his benefit. Yeah, but in the end, he manipulates them and uses them for his own gain. So yeah. I think I'm, I think I'm going for a ten. Nine point seven five. Okay. 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 Likeability. He's. I mean, he is an entertaining villain. He's funny. People but at the same love time, it when he gets on screen. Oh yes. He's funny, but at the same time, completely and utterly despicable. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I'm not going to lie. The new Batman movie, what was it called? The newest one? Yeah. Well, Rob. Wait, with who? Robert Pattinson. Oh, that's the Batman. Oh, the Batman. At the very end, you know, I mean, spoiler alert. But like you get a little like just a little sneak like is that the Joker? So exciting, stoked. Yes. You know. He is so, the villain. He is the villain that everybody wants to see. So I mean, I'm just gonna write it. A ten, okay. A ten. I'm right there with you. Okay. Oh my gosh. Twenty nine point seven five. Guys, he's a quarter point off of being perfect. And I'm questioning my redeem my redeemable one, to be honest with you. In which direction? Uh, I think it just should be a 10. I don't think he's redeemable at all. <sighs> no. Like in, in some ways, I mean, stick with your gut. No, no. But, oh, you're going to do it. Oh, Kelsey is giving him a perfect... 30. Yeah. Okay. In some ways, I feel like we cheated on this episode. Why? Because the Joker is just, in many ways, the perfect yeah. villain. Well, I mean, but he is. It's proven now. <laughs> <laughs> Scientifically. Yes. This is a scientific method. 
So. Like, I feel a little bit bad for Dolores Umbridge because she rocked the show last week. You know what? She's that close to the Joker, though. You know? Yeah, maybe that's true. Which is, I mean, as far as villains go, I guess that's a compliment. Yeah, it's a compliment for her. So, you know. I just don't know where we go from here. I don't know either. It's hard to figure it out, I guess. <laughs> or move on to sidekicks. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel we'll, like we'll have a powwow, I guess. You guys please let us know what you think yes. of yeah. the Joker because yeah. we didn't know that we were gonna, you know, cap out here, but here we are. No, to be quite honest with you, I yeah. was prepared to go pretty I high on all of these. And uh, I didn't know what Kelsey was going to do. We do not discuss these ratings. No, before. we don't. No, not at all. Not we at just, all. We come. We to really it. don't even. We don't even discuss the villain beforehand. We make the outline and then we just go. Yeah. So yeah, like we did. We we talk about what villain we want to cover. Yeah. And then decide who's going to do the outline. And yeah. when we do that, we go for it. And yeah. so that there's a little bit of you know ad libbing and stuff like that as the episode yeah. goes along. Yeah. All right. Wow. Well, there it is. I'm proud of you. Okay. 30. <laughs> 30. A perfect 30 for the Joker. Yep. Man, if you guys have somebody who can match the Joker. Yeah. Please let yes. us know. Let us know. Let us know. We want to know. Because this Over guy is, this guy is pretty crazy. Yeah. In All many right. ways. Well, yeah. Email us. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Uh, you can uh, email us at thefigpod at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram. You can message us uh, over at thefigpod. And of course, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash thefigpod. And please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe or follow so that you never miss another episode of the Fantasy in General podcast. See you next week. See you next week.